Welcome to, wow, the penultimate, it's it's the penultimate episode and I still haven't gotten a guard for my mic to to make the plosive P's yep. less, more bearable. Yeah, so We've gone everyone, the whole everyone, way. Everyone at home just loves hearing the... It's been a long time for me to not become a professional podcaster in terms of gear. Yeah, especially now that all the gear is like a tax write-off, so it's effectively free. <clears throat> the penultimate episode of Jokerman. <laughs> penultimate. Uh, what do I mean by that, Ian? I'm Evan, by the way. Ian. Ian. I am. Yeah, you, I, yeah. Yeah. Doing what a do I, thing. What do I mean by that? What do I mean? It means second to last, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Second to last episode of Jokerman podcast, as you know it. Yes, second to last normal episode of Phase One of Jokerman. I saw someone already on Instagram earlier today when we posted the uh, yeah. the guest lineup for the they went, show. Huh? Yeah, the <laughs> show is over. <laughs> yeah, show is not over. Two point July fourth coming soon. Lou and John and all the rest of our favorites from the Velvets. But uh, Jokerman Classico. This is yeah. uh, that's about it. Almost there. So what are we going to do about it? Well, uh, we know everyone out there loves lists. We love lists because we put a lot of time into them and we think about mm-hmm. them very hard. And, uh, you know, it's, it's objective kind of factually based judgments that we're making here. And it's not something that we ever change our minds on. Right. Uh, and so that's what we're going to do here uh, for our last two. Just give you kind of a full, full big bird's eye view picture. Of the man, big birds. I <laughs> big bird. Yeah, he's tall. Big birds tall. So you know you can see a lot from up there. He's like six, seven. From feet. where he is, you can see all of that that spe- that certain street, that Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. For, uh, um, positively Sesame Street. Positive. <laughs> you've got a lot of. Uh, you've got a. I don't know how big bird sounds. Yeah, that's cl- that sounds a little more like Burton or Kermit. Bert- Kermit. Burton. Or, yeah, Kurt- they're Kermit all. Th- they yeah, all they all kind of have that like this. Jordan Peterson voice. You've got a lot of nerve <laughs> to say. <laughs> to say. Yeah. No, I guess they're always talking about how we're friends on that show. So, you know, that would be a, a big role reversal. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe those, uh, the, the old men would sing Positively Four Street. Oh, you mean uh, Statler and Waldorf? Waldorf. Is that their names? That's right. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've. We've referenced them at least twice on this show. Yeah, before. I think last time we like forgot their names or something. Yes, I'm which is sure a, that's right. a Shonda. You know, we, it's a it's really horrible that we did forget their names. Right. They would have roasted us for it. <sighs> yes, they would have. Uh, we're uh, counting down Bob Dylan's albums today. We're counting up. I mean, yeah. Yeah, this is counting. Da- yeah, counting down from the highest number to the lowest number in terms of our yeah. ranking. So the the highest number is the biggest number, which means it's the least favorite. And we will count down towards the smallest number, which means it is the most favorite of each of yeah. us. Yeah. From My 32 God. to 1. Uh, folks at home may know that we've done the Stephen Hyden 39 in the past. But today... The Hyden 39. The Hyden 39. The infamous Hyden 39. Today we figured... Be a little more on brand to cut out all the 60s shit. That's boring. Who cares? Not yeah. us. Well, Joker not all the 60s mindset, full Yeah, on. exactly. Well, there's still some 60s stuff. Exactly. But it's, it's John not, Wesley Harding and on. 
Just yeah. like the show. Just like the program Jokerman podcast. Can you so hear you, that? Can you hear that dog? I can hear the dog. Yeah. Oh, but again, I, I still don't know. Is it the same dog? I don't know. I'd no. never heard a dog before in, in, until I was podcasting no. <laughs> yesterday or the other day and, and today. No, maybe it's the sonorous sound of your voice that is upsetting it. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll manage. Uh, so it's a Jokerman uh, 32. Yeah. Uh, we're each doing we're each doing our own list here. So I think we can each kind of trade off back and forth. And as we encounter each album, we can talk about it a little bit. I think there's going to be a lot of overlap, but I also think there's going to be a lot of whatever the opposite of overlap is, underlap. Uh, I think uh, we're going to have some, some, some big differences as well. So hopefully this will be an interesting juxtaposition, a, a tete-a-tete. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be wild. It's going to be rough and rowdy. Yes, it will. Well, should we, uh, should we do it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's go. Penultimate harp. What are we going to do instead of the harmonica? No, I don't know. I've been, I've been wondering that also, because it is sort of an instrumental part of the show, but Lou obviously is not really a harp guy. He's more of a guitar guy. He said his religion is the guitar. Did he say that? <laughs> yeah, he said my my religion is playing the guitar. That's cool. Maybe uh, we could get like a cello for like the John episode. We could do a little oh, cello yeah, on yeah. the on the John episodes, and we could do a little you know a little like for sure cello. Deedly. Cello. Yeah. Is a viola. He, I don't think he plays. Cello. I think he plays the cello. No, no, it's a violin type guy. Hmm. Uh, Lou, we can just but we, we one of us has to get an electric guitar and just play it. We'll learn one little Lou type riff. Right. And plug it in every episode. <laughs> it's going to be difficult. A different one each time. Different guitar each time. Well, a different riff each time. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you're right. It is viola. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a viola. Classical instruments. Voila. Viola is a small. Okay, so that's like a smaller. Is that what it is? It's cello. smaller? Yeah, oh. it sort of looks like a violin. All right. What do you got? 32. It's another number. It's 73. Ah, all right. Dylan. Look at that. Already overlapping. Same here. Yeah. Dylan, the self-titled Dylan from 1973, the pirate cash out, cash grab, uh, what else can we call it? Um, rip off, bootleg. By the fat um, cats at Columbia Records. Yeah, it's uh, it's just... Lint in your pocket, which in is Bob a, Dylan's pocket, and it's that happens to end up being it's good, you know, it's good, it's good yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> so the the last one we put on our list, we're saying right right here, it's good music. It's good music, absolutely. Man, Ballad of Ira Hayes, is like I really have come to like uh, we were just talking. I think we're gonna like uh, update our best of seventies, eighties, nineties playlist because it's been a while since we touched those. I'm putting Ira Hayes on the seventies playlist because like that's it's so good. Yeah, no, that's so true. Good. That's a, that's. That's valid. Mr. Bojangles. It's, it's just fun. Lily you didn't of the like West. Mr. Bojangles. Yeah, I come around on it. Lily of the West, I love. But, yeah, Lily uh, of the West is good. Uh, Spanish is Loving Tongue. I think there's like, you know, it's Big Yellow Taxi. Mm-hmm, it's Big mm-hmm. Yellow Taxi. It's fine, but it's just like the only reason we put this so low and continue to put it low as we can is just because it's not really like a Bob Dylan album. He yeah. Didn't like know about it practically it's, so it's like the why, one bob dylan album on. that bob did bob didn't actually you know craft himself yeah 
And that is a good uh, point to mention. You know, even these uh, records that are appearing lower on the list here, it's all good music. So don't take any offense if one of your favorites is here down towards the bottom because down it's in only, the bottom. Yeah. It's only, you know, it's got everything's got to be on here somewhere. They can't all be number one. Yeah. 31. Can I say it? Go for it. I mean, are you going to say it? I, Do you know, is it the same one as you, as me? I don't think it, I think mine is going to be different than yours. Okay. New morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It is not new morning for me. What's um, it for you? Uh, it's fallen angels for me. Hmm. Word. Yeah. Which uh, it, it, I, I don't want to speak ill of fallen angels by any means. Uh, I think that that is a great record and one of the funnest episodes that we've ever done to be frank. It was fun. Uh, polka dots and movie. Hoagie um, Carmichael, Buttermilk Sky. Oh, we love Hoagie. <laughs> what was that thing you said? You sent me the other day. Some, someone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy development. <laughs> Some somebody sent us that they knew somebody who had um, was tasked with like being Bob's uh, sort of chauffeur or sort of guide for some uh, visit he made to their town or what or the venue or something. I think yeah, it was kind like of a, a college liaison. or something like that. Yeah. A liaison, and Dylan apparently told this person, "Take me to Hoagie's grave," <laughs> and they went to Hoagie Carmichael's grave, <laughs> and that's uh, all he said. Take her. me to Hoagie's grave. <laughs> I just picture the guy saying it. So that's why Fallen Angels is not number two. <laughs> For me, or number thirty-one, uh, it's uh, a little higher. Uh, well, that's fair enough. That's the case. Uh, maybe. Where but I, I will speak ill of New Morning now. You know, yeah, go for it's it. Not, it's my opportunity to do that. Um, you know, it's just a, uh, it's it's uh, it's not that good. You know, there's uh, we've said it a million times why we think that why we it. We we both agreed that Dylan seventy three is a record that is at the bottom because Dylan's involvement in it is so uh, questionable, tenuous, tenuous, if non-existent, perhaps. Yes, but in this case, uh, New Morning is a record that he has said himself that was was just kind of like thrown together, and once you know that, like. Doesn't that affect the way you look at it? For me, it does. Because, right. like, I know that a lot of those songs were written for a play that was a failure, that was a flop, that he wasn't even interested in writing for. So they're kind of just, like, exercises. Um, they got thrown in the, on there. I mean, The Man in Me is one of the best songs of all time. But, like, if we're talking about a record, like, it's a, you know... It's a it's nice and like if not for you, it was a great song uh, that he wrote for uh, George Harrison to cover. Yes, yeah. For me, New Morning. You'll see it in a, in a moment. It's not too much further up there, but there are a couple points on the record that are so high that it it's gonna you know just based on those individual songs alone, it it gets lifted up uh, over a couple a couple more. But you know, yeah, yeah. And our feelings on New Morning. Everyone are, knows about how I think. Sign on the window is bad. A song that the Low Bros, Jake and David, both expressed admiration for. So you are really yeah. just out out there on 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 your own island. 
Yeah. Anti sign on the window island. An island? Mm-hmm. Oh. Sort huh? of like a <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine, everyone. Yeah. Uh, what, Number what's 30. next? Uh, I got Pat Garrett. Interesting. Which is not to say that Pat Garrett is a bad record by any means. I love Pat Garrett. love Turkey Chase. love Billy One. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's relatively minor in the, uh, discography. And so when, when I'm thinking of these, you know, when, when I'm thinking of these records, I'm thinking of these as records, right? We're going to do the 100 after this, uh, mm-hmm. or not after this today, but where we're focusing on individual songs themselves. But in this case, I'm thinking of the whole, you know, the unit, the artistic, uh, uh, unit of the LP, the, the, the record itself and, and the sum of its parts. And so Pat Garrett is just, you know, it's, it's nice to listen to, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't doesn't really approach the heights of the rest of the man's discography. Okay. I, I might have to make some tough calls here. You're actively changing your list in the middle I of the episode. I am changing it right now. All right. <laughs> um, fuck. This That's is, this the, is so dangerous. The preparation and do. commitment that people have come to expect from Jokerman Podcast. Uh, this, is, this is just me playing so loose. Oh my God! What what have I done? Um, I'm desire. Now. It's desire. Oh God! Wow. <laughs> it's desire. For me, to me, mm-hmm. I have a beef with desire. <laughs> because, let me explain something. Um, it's just like, I don't know. It's it's the it's the popular kid at school. It's the, it's there. Nobody needs any help. It does. I mean, it doesn't need help from me. You know, this, this thing is going to be accepted into every college. It applies to this thing is going to be uh, valedictorian and prom king and, or queen. And, uh, I really, nothing I do is going to change that. But if I have any influence with this show, um, you know, I might want, as my my pettiness cannot pr- protect me, uh, or I can't help but be petty in this situation and try to knock it down a peg just a little bit because, frankly, it's not as great as everyone thinks it is. <laughs> it's really good, but it's not, like, the best Dylan record of all time. And people just treat it like that's the case because he looks hot on the cover. He does look hot on the cover... Can name Obviously. me another record where he really looks hot on the cover, like, like fuckable. This is the one. So like, it Empire has Empire Burlesque, <laughs> right? Back cover especially. Um, maybe I'm just being like hopelessly, needlessly contrarian, but I think maybe in your heart of hearts, you know, kind of what I mean. I think it's low for Desire. You know, I'm, Desire is not top ten material for me. Uh, you know, you'll see it before before too much longer here. Again, there are some absolute just like striking highs there, but you know, it, it is it is a record that benefits from the image on the cover, from the whole Rolling Thunder mythos, from the really just kind of the afterglow of Blood on the Tracks. I think all of these things. Yeah. Uh, and and when you just take the the unit, the package, the songs, the nine songs on the two sides of the record, you know, it it, it isn't one that I'm throwing down and and spinning, you know, super often uh, these days. Yeah, there's a different record later on that is, uh, to me, it's like my desire. Like it fills that spot, and it's very, it's a different record. But <laughs> I, I think I'll point out 
remind me, you know, to point out which well, one that would be. I don't. I'm. Yeah, I, I will. I will try to do my best, but I don't know which record it's going to be. Is your desire? Well, just remember that I said that. Okay. Yeah, we'll try not to forget. Like the last time uh, <laughs> we recorded, uh, twenty nine. I got down in the groove. You know, pretty uncontroversial. Uh, I think. Uh, I think it's. It's. I'm. I've sort of grown on me a little bit, especially a lot of the covers on this record. Shenandoah, I think, is really nice. Um, 90 Miles an Hour, Rank Strangers to Me, all of these are, are, are really solid songs, and Death is Not the End, especially mm-hmm. the, um, the, the bootleg, the springtime version, I think, the extended kind of Infidels vibey version is like right. really striking, uh, but I, you know, I don't think it's controversial to have Down in the Groove down in this groove at 29. I also had Down in the Groove at 29. Look at that. Ding, ding, ding. Winner. But uh, what you said is true, and it's like, you know, we have to really look at this. You can't take what this list literally exactly because desire, putting desire under down in the groove. Yeah, I know people are throwing their phone into uh, the floor. They are trying to, they're stomping on it. They are burning a photo of me. They want to kill me. Mm -hmm. They want to kill me. That's Evan, folks, not Ian. Ian Grant here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they they want to see me dead because I put Destroyer lower than Down in the Groove. Destroyer? But, I mean, Desire. <laughs> desire. You got Behar on the brain. I was listening to Kaput earlier. Yeah. Lower than Down in the Groove. But, um... Yeah, these are know. these are not... Object- this, is, this is favorites at this moment in time. Personal, subjective, our own... We're going on vibes here. You know, we're not... Uh, we're not... This is not Pitchfork by any means. Uh, yeah. 28, I think you're going to be upset with my 28, so I'll let you go first. Oh, I guess your 28 isn't the obvious next 28, but then I'm going to, I'm going to adjust something really quickly. Um, calling an audible. Can you hear like a million dogs? I can hear a dog. Uh, 28, I'm, I'm going with saved. All right. Wow, for some save, reason. I have saved higher than you. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the first half of the show was me ragging on you about how much you like saved and how much I didn't. And now here we are at the end and I have a higher number than you. Yeah, I just have different preferences when it comes to the Christian material, but um, we'll get to that later. Sure. It's good. I mean, I like saved a lot. So. Yeah. And I like, I've grown to kind of a respect down in the groove. I feel like it's. I like whatever that is. Honestly. <laughs> I really do. Sally Sue Brown. Great song. Uh, I got to put down in the groove higher. <laughs> um, all right. You ready for my 28? Yeah. I think this is one that's going to upset you. Okay. Do you have any guesses? Is it Tempest? No. I'm okay. not that much of a contrarian. Then um, I'm not you. What is it? Is it good as I've been to you? No, of course not. All right. What is it? Together through life. Oh, ouch. That's, I'm guessing that's like top five for you at this point. You're, you're, you're closer than you think. This is, that, that is like the big surprise that you kind of spoiled it for me because, um, that, that record has just like skyrocketed. 
<laughs> the stock has just gone to the moon. The price of together through life is going it's up, going folks. Up. Yeah. One dollar, two dollar, three dollar bill. So, so why? Why? Why have you done? It's just it's just unremarkable, uh, and I know that that's sort of like the point, and I know that's what you love about it, and like uh, um, uh, when you go to Houston, I think is. Like really one of the greatest. If you ever go to, Houston. if you ever go to Houston, excuse me, uh, is really one of the greatest uh, uh, tracks in the entire discography. No question about that. Uh, and change coming on, love that too. Um, but you know, a lot of it is just kind of in one year and not the other. And again, I understand that's that's sort of the purpose or sort of the point. And there's something remarkable about an unremarkable Bob Dylan album just in general. But mm-hmm. again, just in terms of like what I'm throwing down, what I'm listening to right now, it's it's not up towards the top. I'm sorry to break your heart. It's okay. That's how most people feel. Um, did I... I said what mine is, right? No, you said saved. So 27. I've got Christmas in the heart. Fallen Angels. Okay. I don't think either of those are... We talked Fallen Angels. Christmas in the heart is... It's really fun, but it's, you know, it's just Bob doing a bunch of Christmas standards. So you can only listen to, um, you know, Christmas Island so many times. Christmas Island? <laughs> Christmas Island? Yeah, Christmas. You don't know Christmas Island? Oh, right. Christmas one, Island. Yeah, it's the one with the backing. Uh, it's sort of the, the the Polynesian vibe. Right. Christmas. Haven't we talked about wanting more Polynesian music yeah, from Bob? Well, I did. Yeah, I've said mo- multiple times that I really desperately want a uh, sort of exotica or lounge type lounge music. You know, like, um, yeah, yeah, Polynesian type, like Hawaiian themed tiki bar record from Bob. Right. That is, that's what I want. I don't, I would like that to be the last record he ever makes. <laughs> the Exotica record. Yeah, just one called like, I don't know, like, um, like, what, what, could, what could it be called? Just sort of like, uh, Lava Flow. Hmm. Or something like, um, like, something Sunset. Like, um, uh. Caribbean pink, sunset. Well, pink sunset, or mm-hmm. like, uh, or, or, uh, you know, it's it's every grain of sand on the beach. There you go. That sounds like a bootleg title. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's Bob Dylan, Oahu, 1994. Every grain of sand on the beach. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Christmas Island and Trade Winds. When we put together our Bob Dylan Exotica uh, playlist, those are of those two, are two songs. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame that there aren't more. Well, I guess we'll keep our fingers crossed. So that was my 27. You had Fallen Angels 26. What I didn't. Yeah, we don't need to talk about why Fallen Angels is there. It's just. Yeah, we already know, talked Fallen Angels. Expansion pack record. Yeah. It's good, but, you know. Uh, next is uh, next for me is Christmas in the Heart. Okay. So that it's like good. right around the same zone. We're in the same. We're, you know, we're, 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 our cycles are synced here. Uh, I've got World Gone Wrong at 26. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well,. You know, uh, at at what number is that? At twenty twenty six. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, fair. You know, fair. And I'll just actually fast forward through the next couple just to make up a little bit of time since they're ones we've talked about. Twenty six world gone wrong. Twenty five saved. Twenty four new morning. So those okay. are sure all all ones that have already made appearances. Wow. You know, uh, except so, for world gone wrong. Oh God, I, I've fucked up somehow. 24 and 23 are knocked out loaded. <laughs> the record's so oh, nice, you rank it twice. No, no, it's because there's somehow 33 <laughs> oh, records perfect. because there's 
one extra knocked out loaded. Uh, it's just like the record of knocked out loaded. How the cover, the, how the front cover and the back the are the same. <laughs> the same. I mean, I like knocked out loaded. Apparently, a fuck ton more than I like uh, saved or desire. <laughs> it's admirable. Or new morning. So I mean, take that for what it is. You know, it's a f- it's become fun to me. Absolutely. I'll I like leave, uh, it. I'll I'll jump in with you. Twenty three knocked out loaded for me. So th- th- there cool. it is making wow. its appearance. There yeah. it is. Yeah, great record. Great drifting, record. Drifting too far <laughs> for sure. Great, great record. <laughs> <laughs> we have got. We started this show like two years ago, and now we're just like sitting here. <laughs> Uh, Knock it loaded. Great, <laughs> great <music>. record. No <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what do you have up to twenty three on yours? Yeah. Uh, well, after twenty three, you mean? Uh, no, no, no. Pa- so, what? I had twenty six. Oh, what did you yeah. have? Twenty six. Twenty six. Uh, uh, Fallen Angels. We already went over this. And twenty five. Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Twenty four. Under the Red Sky. Ah, we didn't talk Wait, about that. Why wow, is that? Under the that, Red Sky, 24. Th- no, that's a mistake. Wow. We're going to change this. Fuck that. Hold on. That th- I did not get to spend as much time. I, I was working, you know, um, and, and busy every day. So I this was literally a mistake. Like, that is not how I feel. So instead, we're going to do something kind of crazy here. On At 24... I think we're going to put, um, we're going to, please, we're going to put infidels. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Cause, um, I mean, now infidels is lower than knocked out. Low. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> this is, this is not right, but look, uh, give me just fucking give me a break. Uh, you know, Infidels is like not, it's not what it could have been. God, I can't, I don't know if I can muster doing this. <laughs> Our version of Infidels is in the top 10, but the real Infidels is not. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, Infidels is more of a, you know, like a close miss what could have been yeah, sort like of thing. I, I honestly really like don't, I don't like uh, that one uh, with the eating Burger Kings. Uh what, clean, clean, clean cut, cut kid. kid. I don't, that's not. That's, like, that's not even on infidels. Wait, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Your ass is showing right now. What do you mean, clean cut kid isn't on infidels? Clean cut kid is either the fourth. I'm pretty sure the fourth, maybe the fifth song on Empire Burlesque. No question. Oh, fuck me. Owned. But what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of a similarly dumb song. <sighs> Union Sundown. Know, Union Sundown. Yeah. God. Man, you like Man of Peace. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I hate doing this. Every time I have to make like a fool of myself. Infidels shouldn't be this low, but it is. Okay. There you go. Infidel, I'll, I'll, you know, infidels is is a close miss. It's a, it's a near masterpiece, but it is, it is compromised. Uh, versus knocked out loaded is just. It, it's knocked out loaded. Yeah, come on. It is. Infidels versus knocked out loaded. Which one has a bigger <laughs> cock? You know, it's so obvious. Knocked out loaded is knocked out loaded. It could only ever be knocked out loaded. But infidels, as we saw with the Jokerman <laughs> so three star cut, could have been yeah. so much more. And yeah, so if, <laughs> if only Bob had listened to us. 
<laughs> 45 years later whatever. Uh, that's what we'll do with the time machine and that uh, that meme the girl the girl goes back and meets her grandma we go back to 1983 and help bob cut infidels with Knopfler in the studio yeah um what do we have next so 23 was knocked out loaded for me great record um yeah. 22 uh basement tapes pat garrett okay wait i have basement t- wait a minute i missed one Number you had 30? thirty. You had thirty-three, but thirty for me. Did we go over that? I don't know. I thought, I thought we did. It's basement tapes. Okay, so basement tapes is down to the bottom. Yeah, it's down at the fucking bottom. I didn't even realize how how down at the bottom it is. We must have just rolled right over that. The reason why is because it's the same issue. Like these three at the bottom Compromise. are basically te- technicalities from being compromised. Like. Basement Tapes, not a real album. Sorry, it's not. It's not a real album by Bob Dylan. So, like, as good as it might be, like, it's not... There was no intention from Bob Dylan as an artist to make that thing. Right. Bob himself has even said, like, I didn't want to put it out, but the label wanted to. So, you know, I let him. Whatever. Yeah, there's a similar thing going on with other a certain other record where he's like, yeah, it was just like, let's throw everything at the wall. But yeah. that was a decision. And this is literally... Uh, it's not, so it gets no. relegated. And let's to, be clear, the music that came out of the Basement Tape session... It's good. Fantastic. Incredible stuff. Again, three-star Jokerman cut of Basement Tapes, all Bob Dylan material, one of the greatest records, right? Yeah. I'm not there, are you kidding me? But the the record as it exists, the 20-song package filled with all the band bullshit, you know, the yeah. band is cool, but you know all the shit that Robbie Robertson was up to, we've been over, don't like it, doesn't fly. You know, it's a compromise package. It's a compromised. 20, <laughs> 21. I feel, I can just feel people being mad. Even though we're just recording this right now, people are like going to want to find out where I live. They've got 20, like a disturbance in the force. 21. I'm going to go with it's world gone wrong. Okay. I'm with you. Um, we, we saw world gone wrong at 26 on mine. Yeah. It's okay. You know, some good songs on there. And at one point in time, I think both of us probably would have had World Gone Wrong somewhat higher than its counterpart that came the year prior. But yeah, uh, certain, a certain other one is higher. And our it's brains like, have grown uh, over the years. I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, I think it's just uh, it, there, there is an element of diminishing returns on, um, yeah, on World Gone true. Wrong. And also, one thing that I thought at least... Uh, at the time that w- that went in World Gone Wrong's favor, that I think is mm-hmm. actually now more of a detraction for me, is is the like thematic cohesiveness of it. I thought that was great, mm. like a strong aspect of World Gone Wrong. Contra and now, now you like the looseness of of uh, Good as I've been, Good as I've been to you, and all yeah. over the map. You know, we're getting a tour of every nook and cranny of Bob's yeah. brain, and and that's not what we get on World Gone Wrong, which feels like more of an intentional, you know. We're, we're doing a moody, you know, Johnny Cash American Recordings thing here, even though I don't think that record was out by then. But, you know, it's just, uh, it's it's good music, but it's it's not great music. 21. Was was that 21 for you, or was that 22? That was 21. Okay, so my 21 is Under the Red Sky. Okay. Good music. Yeah. Good music. See Under the Red Sky Revisited, uh, recently published on the Jokerman podcast feed. There's something wrong with my list again. Fantastic. Because it's, 
Because who I, knew it was so difficult to put 32, 32 album names in order? Um, well, I keep changing them and moving them around. Because uh, now there's... Uh, so what number was Under the Red Sky? 21. 21. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, you just said World Gone Wrong was 21 for you. No, we're, we're fine. We're, we're okay. We're, we're okay. We're, we're cruising. Okay. So 20... For me, I'll let you. I'll give you a second to get your get your ducks in a row there. Uh, Empire Burlesque. Okay, cool. It's good. There's some good songs on there, you know. Um, and I do think that I think it's something that I have. I, I think I liked Empire Burlesque from the beginning, to be frank. Uh, and Tight Connection, obviously, all timer. Dark Eyes, all timer. Even some of the cornier songs on there, like um, Emotionally Yours, obviously, or. Um, Something's burning, baby. Um, you know, I have, have sort of grown on me. Uh, they're not, they're not like pantheon kind of songs. But I think at the end of the day, it's a pretty, it's a pretty compelling listen from. Well, from you front know what's back. what's really grown for me about that one is like every time we think about it, like when I say we, the royal we, like yeah. every time we talk about it, something comes up t- for me, which is like. I feel more and more like it was a really intentionally crafted album. Sure. Like more and more, like it's not just uh, him throwing everything at the wall because the production seems that way, but, but it feels like a record with, with some real feeling behind it. So like, I don't, yeah, I I actually respect it a lot more now. Yeah. I I mean, I think the recordings themselves is a little bit just like throwing shit at the wall. Yeah. But I do think the songwriting, I think you're right about that. Things like I'll Remember You, yeah, Never Gonna I'll Be the Same you. Again, Emotionally Yours, those are t- all very kind of emotionally, you know, three um, really touching legit songs. songs. Yeah. Seeing the Real You at Last. Yeah, there's a lot there. So, yeah, respect. Empire Burlesque, number 20. What do you got at 20? Uh, same. Well, it's uh, Empire. Beautiful. All right, we're Not, into the teens. Yeah, 19. You got something to say? Well, no, it's just go ahead. Uh, All right. 19. 19 Desire. Red Sky. Okay. Look at that. So we're pretty we're pretty aligned so far. Yeah, kind of. Uh 19 is as high as you're going to get on Desire from me. Uh you know, good good songs on there, but as we talked about, it's uh is what it is. <laughs> but it's t- yeah, it is what it is. And on the other hand, I mean with Red Sky, Under the Red Sky, there are good songs on there, but it's also under the red sky. Like, there's yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Come, come on. <laughs> I mean, I do think that a certain song from that record is like maybe one of my like favorite hundred songs by anyone. But um, TV talking song. That's right. <laughs> Ten thousand men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> eighteen for me. Triple kid. Okay. Which I think is a pretty admirable showing for Triplicate. I don't like I think we're past the point on our lists where we need to be like like making excuses or explaining ourselves for like, oh, that's why this is a great record. Why is it so low on our list? Like 18, we're in like the middle range here for Triplicate. Pretty good. Triplicate, pretty good. Uh some incredible songs on there including a couple in particular that uh make strikingly high appearances on my personal uh 100 song <laughs> list. Shockingly so, even to me, almost. Uh, I feel like I feel like you uh, somehow. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it is still triplicate, you know, it is 30 more songs. <laughs> you put, you put triplicate at 18 is what 18 you're saying. is what okay. I'm saying. What do you, um, modern times. Whoa. That's low for modern times from you. Yeah. I feel like you, I always felt like you were a big modern times guy. I, I Spirit. feel like it's, it's kind of gone down just because it feels like that diminishing returns thing affects it a little it, bit. Interesting, but like, yeah, no, it's great. Like, it's great. I it's know. Modern times. It is modern times. <laughs> uh, like, it's like weird more? That I put it low. It's it's weird how low it is for me. But like, that's how it shook out. Yeah, but like I said, like I said, you know, we're we're past the point where we need to be like, you know, making excuses for anything. Like, it's completely legitimate to say modern times is the 18th best Bob Dylan record released after 1967. Um. Far from the least insane uh, choice you've already made, or certainly will be making in the coming moments. Yeah. Um. Seventeen for me, Infidels, which we covered already. Close, you know. Uh, obviously, Joker Man. Come on. Uh, you know, but uh, beyond that, you only got seven more songs, and two of them are Man of Peace and Neighborhood Bully. Not talking about the politics there, just literally talking about the music itself, you know. Eh. But, uh, you know, it, it gets saved with Sweetheart Like You, with um, uh, I and I has really grown on me, although I still maintain that the um, the springtime version, far, far superior, the Bond, the Bond theme song version, and uh, License to Kill. You know, there's 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 a couple knockout songs throughout the rest of it, but... Uh, when you when you got Joker Man and then seven more and two of them are duds, it's only ever going to get so hot. Um. Yeah. What number are we on? Seventeen. Um. Yeah. That's Pat Garrett for me. Wow, that's pretty high for Pat Garrett. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Pat Garrett better than Modern Times. Oh, they're right next to each other. I think they're both great. I mean, after we get into the teens, it's like a who's who. I mean, come on, yeah. it's all good stuff. Yeah, it's that's all really true. good. But uh, yeah, Pat Garrett is just like. I think of it as just Dylan really executing that assignment. He knew the assignment uh, to make a score, to make a music, music for a film, and actually like kind of knocking it out of the fucking park. Like totally making, making a bunch of good stuff, and then making one immortal song. Like most most soundtracks. You're talking about Turkey Chase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, n- not that many records get to get to have like the most like sleeper, most Im- memorable, rem- possibly the song he'll be remembered for the most, which is kind of crazy. Like, yeah, either that or like Watchtower, probably. Yeah, Turkey Chase or Watchtower. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm thinking of the Budokan version of Turkey Chase. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh. the Turkey Chase that he almost did for, on Infidels. Yeah. <laughs> With like sort of reggae, a reggae style one. What um, could have been? Yeah, sort of shadows in the night version of Turkey Chase. Mm. <laughs> uh, sort of with a, a cello. <laughs> the same. The, the it's that uh, T Bone Burnett like single disc million dollar auction single one recording. Yeah. But instead of blown in the wind, it's Turkey Chase. Turkey Chase. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. I was. I feel like I've been kind of out to lunch for the last like ten minutes because I've been frantically trying to figure out what was wrong with my list. Did and, you get it locked um, in? I think that I fixed it. That's great. <laughs> I was really scared because seventeen for me was te- uh, also. Um, it was also infidels somehow. Infidels. Okay. 
So maybe Infidels Infidels was like yeah, twenty eight earlier for you. But yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Is it? <laughs> what's sixteen? Uh, you you give me your sixteen first because I think you're going to be upset at me again for sixteen. You might you'll be upset at mine. All right, let's hear it. Shot of love. Whoa. Wow. Not very yeah. Jokerman mindset of you. I gotta say. Look, there's different types of Jokerman mindset, and this is something we've never talked about, but there are different types. There's really different types, mm-hmm. and there's the type that feels Shot of Love is that is the, the best album in some way, like on in, in the spiritual sense. And then there's the other type, which feels like certain other types of records are the best um, later, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And that's those are both valid types of Jokerman mindset. But <laughs> considering but, Shot of Love early Bob Dylan material, <laughs> you know it's early. It's this is him, he was a fresh faced kid when that came out. You know, he was a striking young man of forty. <laughs> he he was a divorced recently, like kind of coming out of even having converted to Christianity uh, publicly. You know, he was he was a, just at the he had his whole life ahead of him. Just a wee lad. 40 years old or yeah. it 30, was i mean technically it, oh, no. it, he's 81 now so it was in the first half of his life it was it was that's closer right. to him being born than it was to us talking about it here today that's what i'm saying i mean shot of love <laughs> i just want to speak on it for a moment uh, it's very good and i've grown to like it a lot more but um you know it's 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 cool and it's higher than a desire by like 12 for me so uh, I, I like it a lot wow I have some more to say about Shot of Love, but I'm going to save it for save it for later because okay. one of us has it uh, pretty high up there. Uh, I'll I'll upset you now. Sixteen Tempest. Okay. No. All right. I think I, I guess think this purposely... is just the, this is just the part where we just are mad at each other. We're up yeah. to, I mean, not mad, but you know, we're we're showing differences. Yes, I think okay. at sixteen. Totally admirable showing for Tempest, uh, you know, and and there are a couple, you know, spectacular songs on there. Obviously, the middle of that record, Roman Kings and Pain and Blood, like as strong of a two song tandem as you're really ever gonna get. But for whatever reason, you know, just the the beginning, like the first half of that record, after Duquesne, like mm. it's sort of a snooze to me. And then uh, and then towards the end, like Ten Angels, Scarlet Town. They're interesting, like when I'm in the right mood, but they're just not, they're not ones I always want to throw on. It's, uh, it, it's, I, you know, it's a, it's a big picture. It's big, it's bloody, it's messy, it's brilliant, but it isn't my exact kind of flavor of that, I think, if that okay. makes sense. Sure. But I know what is yours. 15. What do you have? Oh, mercy. Oh, mercy is 15 for me too. Look at that. Really? So we're coming together. Interesting. We we break apart and then we come back together. Yeah. Wow. This is high. I, I went through this list earlier today and made some more changes just based on like listen, like recent listens and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because this is going to be different again by the time uh, we talk in two days. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Oh Mercy has gone up, uh, back up in my <laughs> the rankings. The price of Mercy is going up. It's going up. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's going up. It is going up. And it, next time we do this, it might go up higher. It is ascendant. It's great. 
I, I feel like we like we loved O Mercy initially, and then like there was a long period where we kind of shat on O Mercy, and now we're like coming like back you, around. You on loved o Mercy. o Mercy, and then I was always like on the fence, and then I think I've warmed up to it a lot more. But I part of me really thinks that I just hate the album cover of O Mercy. It is. If it certainly. had a different album cover, I I know for a fact I would think it was way better. Right, like if the back, if it was just honest, the, it was the, the back cover, the, yeah. the wet bob, wet straw hat bob. Oh yeah, I that mean that would be beautiful. There's no doubt in my mind that I would think it's one of the best Bob Dylan records. But uh, the fact is, sometimes visual uh, aspects of a record. Um, just to forever taint your perspective on it. And uh, I'm not above that. You know, I live in the material world. I'm a fool. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm you a live in the political man. world. I live in the political world and I'm, and I'm flawed. Yeah. I'm, everything's broken and I uh, <laughs> am part of that. Yeah. So uh, my, my mind is my is initial, my initial Oh Mercy kind of, you know, love came from really ring the bells most of the time, which are, Still probably the two best songs on Oh Mercy, but I think what's kind of brought it back for me or, and made me appreciate it a, a little bit more is a deepening appreciation for the back, you know, half the record after yeah. most of the time. What good am I, Disease of Conceit, yeah. What Was It You Wanted, Shooting totally. Star? That's, fanta- that's fantastic stuff. As you say it, I, like, I'm honestly thinking, like, I need to put it higher. But it's, um, You know, I, I wanted to try to get it even higher than 15, but by the time we're getting here, it's like we're getting to the, the creme de la creme, so it's, yeah. you know, yeah. it's tough from here on out. And that's why... Number 14 for me is a similar scenario. Mm. It's street legal. Whoa. Street legal 14 from you. Yeah. Wow. Just just there in the middle. In the middle? I mean, kind of. But I don't feel so good about that. No, I'm saying I feel kind of sick. But I (laughs) no, it's all good from now on. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah, it's fine. You know, that's fine. It's good. I don't know if I trust myself. Well, you know, whatever. I, we have you to balance everything out. Yeah, exactly. I hope someone. I hope someone gets anyone out there listening right now. Send a, at Evan on Twitter right now. Look, uh, I spent say, twenty minutes doing this, and and tw- and fifteen of them have been on this show as you've been listening to it. <laughs> Uh, 14 for me, self-portrait. Whoa. Which I think is fu- like, that's good. 14 is high up there. You okay. know, yeah. it's, it's self-portrait, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a great record. It's a great artistic achievement. The visual cover is brilliant. The, the, the vi- whole <laughs> the visual cover <laughs> as opposed to the auto, uh, uh, auditory Audio cover. cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's good music, self-portrait. It's fun, but it's not, um, you know not the tip top tip for me okay 13 for me we talked about already modern times here i feel like this is the exact right spot for modern times i think you're right just some incredible like really like from thunder on the mountain uh uh, spirit uh deal goes down netty moore ain't talking yeah even when even uh when levy breaks um just great it's great music uh, I guess, like, to me, it's it just feels like it's the one that has taken, like, the, we've spent so much energy, like, making boring and bad albums into, like, putting them on a pedestal and <laughs> realizing and, and kissing their feet that, like, some good record had to, like, take some of that. Right. Uh, like, it had to kind of bear the brunt of that. It's the fall and, guy. Yeah. 
It's true. Modern Times is kind of the fall guy yeah. here. He's not and the kingpin. Yeah, that's fine. You know, it is. It's a record that you know it takes a little bit of effort on the part of the listener. I think uh, it's not as effortlessly fun and fancy free. As no, something on like the Love other hand, it's it's like it it takes no effort from just somebody who wants to hear a Bob Dylan record. But we've spent so much effort trying to um, hoist uh, other records up on our back that, right. like, you know, we have to set one down so we're not over encumbered. Like yeah, I mean, there are, there are a lot of records in the discography that, like, kind of stand for something bigger, right? Like, Time Out of Mind, that's the big comeback record. Love and Theft, that's Jack Frost coming into his own. Rough and Rowdy, that's the, you know, the super late career, like, ultra-Renaissance sort of thing. And Modern Times is just, like, it's good latter-day Bob music. And so, you know, I, I, I kind of understand, or I, I, I feel why it, it, it doesn't really do... Um, you know, it doesn't doesn't reach the absolute heights as as much as some of the other records on the list, but still, you know, good songs on there. Many more. Keep saying it. Great record. What you yeah. did you say? Thirteen. Um, no, I don't think I did. Um, sh- shadows in the night. Shadows. Wow. All right. Yeah. So we've done. We've seen Fallen Angels from you. We haven't seen tri- Wow. So Shadows is number two in the triptych of the covers records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. You're more of a you know <laughs> more of a, a, a bang for your buck type of fella. I like a, <laughs> I like to have a certain amount of value when I purchase a, an album. Yes, and there's there's one that takes the cake. And you that. got one with ten songs. You got another with thirty songs. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one's gonna be three times more valuable that's right uh that's what i'm saying um interesting all right i'll have a little more to say about shadow shortly number 12 from here on out for me like this is all like bulletproof shit so like you know yeah. 12 11 10 you know those are a little I, bit lower than some I of the other ones but like gonna we're gonna we're up into the we're up into the next kind of pantheon this is all a tier shit like yeah. you know we we've gone from B tier to A tier. S tier is what is way up at the top, but we're into the good <laughs> stuff. For me, it's Planet Waves. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's for number twelve. A, for number twelve. One, two, twelve. Such a fun record. Uh, yeah, and such a such an important record, I think, in the in the discography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one that's it's sort of like an like a. I feel like it's sort of like a gateway drug kind of thing to Jokerman mindset. Like it's a, it's a early seventies kind of record. It was one that I don't, I don't know that I've I've probably talked about it on the show, but like I just found it at a record store, um, uh, in, in thousand Oaks on thousand Oaks Boulevard. Um, the, uh, uh, what's it called? Record trader record, record outlet, record outlet. That's right. And, um, I hope it's still there, but, uh, Oh God, really? I could be totally wrong, but, I hope it is. Um, anyway, I bought it as a gift for my dad, and I I had just never heard of it. It looked bizarre, and I uh, I don't think I listened to it much, and then I don't think my dad listened to it much. <laughs> and at some point, we were doing the show, and we both listened to it, and we're like, this is good. It's good. It's good stuff. It's just the, the name captured my imagination. One of the great the, titles, Planet Waves. Cover. Yeah. Boy, we didn't, do like a, we didn't do a titles ranking. Oh well, well, if we really need to like do another episode sometime. What do you have at twelve? Um, 
Nashville skyline. Oh wow. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you know, you you put Planet Waves there. I mean, spoiler, 11 for me is Planet Waves. Sure. So it's like We're right the around same the same ballpark. Yeah. Nashville, uh, you know, that's it's a great record. Yeah. Uh, number 11. Good as I've been to you. Okay, yeah. So um, it's for me, it's Planet Waves. Sure. Okay. So covers coming in here. Cool. I feel like 11 yeah. for Good as I've been to you. Pretty that's high. That's pretty High. Pretty, for, especially for me, the guy, with the, the guy with the normal uh, takes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's really interesting. <laughs> that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, just the more the more I think about it, and the more I listen to it, like it's just it's got everything that I want to hear from Bob on there, from you know, fucking Can of Dio, Hard Times, mm-hmm. Froggy. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, there, there, there's always something that you can. Why don't you just hold find. your tongue on it? Because I'm, I'm gonna have to talk about it later. All right. There's, there's always something you can find to suit your mood, uh, regardless of what that mood is. I'll say. Uh, so you said 11 for Planet Waves. I said, uh, good as I've been you. Number 10, top 10. Here we go. Slow train. Choo choo. Blood, blood on the tracks. Okay. Well, another train. So, so both sort of train themed choices here. <laughs> number 10. Yeah. Yeah. Blood on the uh, tracks. Number 10. That's so, like, surprisingly look, high for you. I mean. End of the day, it's the reason I even like Bob Dylan. Like I've, sure. I heard songs from it, and they emotionally affected me as a thirteen-year-old boy. So like, <laughs> uh, I have to, you know, doff my cap. And also, it's a fucking amazing record. So come on, even though I've said things uh, against it uh, as recently as like one week ago, like the last episode we recorded. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's not really true. It's like you know. Don't believe me. Don't believe what he don't believe don't, his lies. Don't believe his lies. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Slow Train, number ten for me. That's kind of crazy. Slow train number ten. That's I mean, I feel like t- top ten. Top ten. I mean, like, there's I, not yeah, that that's many. Cra- no, I mean that's crazy. That's like high. Oh, yeah. No, I mean I th- I think that, that feels like a pretty natural place for it. You know, it's it's a great it's a great I put it. I put it like pretty l- I put it lower. Did I even I, say? You have not said it? slow train yet. Oh, so, <laughs> Jesus, there is something wrong with my list. Uh, well, by the time you hear this, uh, we'll put some you know picture screenshots or something up. Evan's list will be corrected, or I'll correct it for him. Uh, yeah, slow train was down further. Okay. For me, number ten. Uh, you know, I, I really think that it's just a, such an amazing kind of artistic rejuvenation for Bob. Not that he needed to be rejuvenated artistically, because as you'll see from a ranking from a certain other record that came out just the year prior for me in a little bit, but uh, just such a, such a, like, like a bat out of hell, him putting that record out, just going whole hog on it. And so many great songs on that record from that era as well, as we talked about, like on the uh, Trouble No More bootleg series with Sam and Matt, it's just, it's such a brilliant, you know, he was, he was really firing on all, all cylinders at that moment in time with the, the Holy Spirit of the Lord. Um, and, uh, it sounds so good. Yeah. That, I mean, uh, uh, that Knopfler guitar tone all the way through, uh, Precious wow. Angel. Yeah. Yeah. When he returns, maybe Bob's like greatest single singing performance on a on a record. It's just true. there's so many heights. It's so true. Man gave names, all timer. Yeah. What'd you have at ten? I said blood on the tracks. Oh, blood on the tracks. That's right. All right. Number nine for me. 
pretty high. I think this is exactly where this record belongs. Time out of mind. Uh, for me, as of this exact moment, it's uh, self-portrait. Okay. Um, self-portrait is a beautiful thing. More than anything, it's a beautiful thing. Yes. You know, it's just a thing that I love. I love that it is a thing. I love that it exists. I love everything about it. There's nothing I don't love about it. It is cool. It is, like, very easy. It's challenging to the right people. Hmm. It, it, what What do you want from it? It's got one of the best record covers of all time, and it's, like... Uh, it, it makes you uh, a better, uh, it makes you cooler when you like it. It makes women uh, <laughs> more attracted to you or men, whatever the case may be. Um, yes. You'll have more sex from liking uh, the album Self Portrait. Oh, interesting. Well, everyone like knows, are, everyone knows that. Sounds like things are going well for you. Uh, you know, you, you have to find someone else who likes it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, time out of mind, number nine for me. Great record. I think we're going to hopefully have a little more to talk about in the time out of mind industry if the rumors are, be, are to be <laughs> Did believed. Did you say the time year. out of mind industry? Yeah, that's a, that's a whole industry. The time out of mind industrial complex. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, the whole the whole online Twitter world. I, I just saw something earlier today, like Ray, a friend of the show, Ray Paget's doing like a talking about a bunch of covers from time out of mind coming up. And I think like the latest. Uh, thing of isis the fan mag is devoted to this too so you know we'll see it is the 25th uh, anniversary but uh you know just some some all-timer songs on there the record itself is a little shaggy as as many as many big big time records in the 90s were but um you know the the strength of some of those songs doorway trying to get to heaven not dark yet you know it's just you, know, you can't argue with it number eight what do you have Together through life. <laughs> That's actually lower than I thought it was going to be for you. Honestly, almost same. I almost <laughs> went crazy with it. I almost went really psycho mode with it. Give it, give it to us. What, 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 what is putting together through life at number eight for you at this moment in time? It's good music. Okay. <laughs> there, there, there's nothing like the, I said earlier that there's something that filled that desire spot for me in my appreciation of the Dylan discography and it's it turns out it's a it's a dark horse pick but it's uh together through life it's I just like there, this is the one that I think is cool in together that way <laughs> together through life has like become the new tempest for you like well it, it's <laughs> I, I mean yeah basically in some ways I mean yeah tempest is next for me seven wow seven that's lower than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but... I think it was number it, two. Like, the first time we did this exercise, I think it was number two for you. Yeah, yeah. It's gone it's down a little. Interesting. Why has it gone down? I don't know. It's just because other ones went up. Sure. Okay. That's, so that's Tempest why. Has it's been still treading number water. seven. It's still in my top ten. That's pretty high up there. That's fair. Um, Eight for me, Nashville. A record which is I still love, but has lost a little bit of its luster. You know, coming into this whole thing, I think at the beginning of this, like you that were was like my so that was my yeah, all time favorite. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's still a great record. And you know, just like right down to the picture, to the whole like you know the voice, obviously the songwriting, the first instrumental in Bob's entire discography, right? 
but uh, you know, it's it's uh, it, I've, I've my palate has broadened a little bit. I've, I've got a little more appreciation for the funkier stuff, uh, you know, the natural wines, so to speak, in the discography. Yeah, same. Number seven for me, Shadows, uh, which yeah, uh, yeah. feels like. Uh, like I feel like it would have sounded like an insane pick a year ago or something, but like there's no question. I just love it's so it's such a great record, such a great again, uh, sort of same thing as as Slow Train, just like a shot in the dark, out of the blue, complete artistic kind of masterful performance right off the bat without any prior indication, um, and at a you know a, an interesting moment in his career. You know, we, uh, I think those Shadows episodes that we did at the end of last year are some of the best ones that we've ever done. So go back and yeah. listen to that for a little more context into the love for Shadows. But no question, you know, Bob doing covers, number seven. Great. Yeah. Six. Rough and Rowdy Ways. Okay. All right. Rough and Rowdy's five for me. So we can do Rough and Rowdy right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I feel in some way like bludgeoned into do like I'm like sort of I can't not put it up there yeah because I think it's a record that uh as I uh as it ages will just like I can tell this thing's gonna just like age like a like a fine uh wallet like a fine wine like a you know like a nice uh like a leather a velcro uh, wallet (laughs) no age like fine leather like yeah uh, like wine I just didn't want to say fine wine because it's too obvious that's fair yeah, like I, a, I feel like a bottle of whiskey, like a bottle of Heaven's Door. Heaven's Door. There you go. The, the artist's series. Um, yeah. The $500 bottle. Uh, yeah. It, it, uh, six there and five for me. Like, I feel like it, we don't like we don't even have enough distance on Rough and Rough. No, it's like too to big. Like, you got to see it from an aerial view you, to even yeah. appreciate how big it is. But like, I, I think we both have this feeling that not just because it's like, it, you know, may or may not be the last thing we get, but. I think that just even if it was like it is what it is like no matter what happens it's like just huge it's massive yeah titanic achievement will only grow in stature it's a nine song record that ends on just an absolutely insane note with key west and then there's a whole other record basically, basically. with murder most foul at the end of it we still never did an episode on it yeah we'll, you know, I mean, we'll get to it we, we can we'll just because we're ending the Bob series doesn't mean we're not coming back to Bob plenty of times in the future. And the live show, I'm sure we'll end up talking about it quite a bit. Cause no. that's what we'll have just seen in yeah, show and cons. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to get plenty of opportunity to talk the rough and rowdy ways material. Subscribe on Patreon. If you want to listen to immediate post-show episodes from the four shows that we'll be attending over the next week. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Rough and rowdy only going to grow in stature from here. Uh, number six for me, real quick, just to sink it in there. Shot of love here for me. Which oh I, wow! Yeah, no. Yeah. So, damn. I I feel like that's like, I like again. If I if I heard myself making this list a year ago, I'd be like, what What is that guy smoking? He's he's smoking some Cali Kush right mm-hmm. now. But now it almost feels like sort of a conventional pick because the shot of love appreciation and love has been so well documented. But you know, it's it really is everything that I want from Bob on that record. It's him doing fire and brimstone Christian shit, property of Jesus, shot of love itself. It's him doing just wacko fucking love songs. Trouble. Uh, it's it's the blues on it's, trouble. It's trouble. It's insane kinds of lyrical flights of fancy with dead man, dead man, and with um, uh, 
what's what's the other one? Rocket Gibraltar. Groom's still waiting at the altar. Um, it's beautiful, just hanging out, good times music within the summertime. It's one of the all-time great songs, Lenny Bruce. Right. <laughs> it's good. Uh, and then it's Every Grain of Sand, which, you know, uh, is not it's that, a, yeah, it's that, an all-timer. that version is not the, the canonical version, but it is still Every Grain of Sand. So well, it is the canonical version, but it's not the Jokerman uh, favorite. Right, yes. Um, Shot of Love, you know. It's it's five. such a perfect record. That's number five for you. That's six for me. Rough oh, and Rowdy was five. Yeah. So what do you have at five? Top five, folks. The top five Bob Dylan albums for me. Uh, it's time out of mind. Wow, that's again sh- strike. Uh, there there are more kind of like normie picks from you on this than I would have expected. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, the the parts of this record that speak to me are like they are just so strong and i think there's just ideas on it that like go really deep for me um i mean i think lanois basically succeeded in his mission Mm. to try to make bob dylan do an amazing record and uh whether or not bob dylan liked that (laughs) like he was forced by daniel lanois to make a fucking a very great record. Yeah, against his will, he made yeah. an all-time great record. That thing that happened on Oh Mercy where Lanois was like, "I, you got this in you, buddy. Like, I know you do. And it manifested as, like, hostility. It was like, come on, just make, do your thing. Make, we need, make we need the masters. Song. We need Masters of War. We need, yeah. we need uh, Don't Think Twice. And but he I actually mean, had him for Time Out of Mind. Whatever happened on Time Out of Mind, it's like, I mean, standing in the doorway is just, it's like more than a song to me. It's like, wow. It reaches that point of where it's like functional music. Like it has like a, a purpose in the world as a, the heartbreak song. Like that is it. It's basically just jump to the, the one. top. Like the one, if, if you want to hear a song about that feeling, that is the song. Like wow. that's it in the English language. That's the one. I don't think there's, I don't think it's toppable. Like, really, I don't. Respect. And then on top of that, there's like a bunch of other great songs. Trying to Get to Heaven has grown on me a lot in terms of uh, thinking about what that means. Like, I was listening to this book about Judaism that was sort of like talking about, in some ways, about like Jewish mysticism. Where I thought there wasn't same, a heaven in Jewish religion. Uh, it, not literally, but like the, um, I don't know, There was they were using the same metaphor. And it was like, hmm. and I was like, I wonder if, Dylan was sort of thinking about this somehow. I don't know. Just to like it, it's continued to. Um, I think that what what that metaphor means or something about it. It's like it's not like trying to get to heaven. It's yeah. More it's like, not a religious song. It's it's more like you're, well, it is. I think I think it's a spiritual song. It's like I'm trying to get right with with my life and with God or with with my emotional state before I die like I can't spend the rest of my life depressed and that's what that song's about he's like mm. you know you're like your memory every day your memory goes grows dimmer yeah. like I'm I'm starting to see that I can't just stay here like I have to move forward I find it really powerful that door's gonna close you gotta get there yeah just the way um, that song comes crashing in also that just enormous fucking piano riff <laughs>
right off the bat is so like oh. yeah and one of the greatest opening lines too the air is getting hotter there's a rumbling in the sky mm. it's so good it's good it's good stuff time out of mind four number five was me rough and rowdy we, we talked that four for me and i think i guess this is gonna be top four for you too yeah. so we're gonna have i think we have two of our top four are gonna be the same because i haven't heard okay. two of mine from you and i have heard two, two of them already uh number four for me john wesley harvey yeah um number four for me good as i've been to you wow <laughs> all right so there's there's the curveball yeah Take Good it as I've been to you is just like uh, I don't know. It's um, it's one of these ones where I I just I think it's essential in some way. Like if you want to know who Bob Dylan is, I really don't know that there's like a. It's kind of as good as any any one record you could show someone about. It's what the Rosetta he's about. Stone. Folks. Yeah, who is he? Like what? Who is that? Who is Bob Dylan? Like this is this record shows you that. How much of this ranking has to do with the the why on the you cover? <laughs> the, 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 that weird dippy why. The little black tail <laughs> on the bottom of the why. A good deal of it goes to that. But uh, that, that influences my decision. I do love the aesthetics of the record for uh, how just weird they are. But um, no, I think it's just a, a record that is that uh, far from it being a contract obligation type of record, I think it's like possibly one of the most meaningful records. Yeah, no question. Yeah. I mean, it's because, you know, like we, we saw with the uh, on Chronicles episode, you know, Bob is critically rejuvenated. You know, he's, he's, he's in, he's in Bob mode again with Oh Mercy and then immediately just falls off a cliff again, at least at the time, according to, you know, the critical consensus with uh, Red Sky and, uh, and good as I've been to you is really kind of the, it's the match that, that uh, you know, lights the pilot light again um, and, uh, and really kind of sends him off on the entire second half of his career. It's, it's really kind of a, a transformational kind of hinge point in his entire discography, I think. Yeah. Can a D.I.O. Um, <clears throat> not, my, not my favorite song. <laughs> I love Can I mean, I love, I love the title track, you know, uh, You're Gonna Quit Me. Baby, mm. good as I've been to you. Good as I've uh, been to you. Good as I've been to you, you're gonna quit me. Good as I. Lord, been. Lord. Good as I've been to you, you're gonna quit me. Good as I've been to you. Good as I've been to you, you're gonna quit me. Good as I've been. Good as I've been to you. Couldn't, couldn't have any sort of personal relevance. Um, number four, oh. <laughs> John. <laughs> no, no, I just like the song. Okay, uh, John Wesley Harding for me. So I guess that's gonna be higher for you because I haven't heard that from you yet, unless you fucked up your list again. No, uh, I didn't fuck anything up. I mean, it's just it's John Wesley Harding, folks. It's it's there's no question. It's it's one of the greats. Uh, the the record is perfect from top to bottom. Perfect little capsule of Bob at sixty seven. Just the same way that as I've been to you is one of the most important records in his career. Uh, John Wesley Harding actually is also one of the most important records in his career, and it sounds less insane to say that. Um, you know, well, we, I think we've got like at least two, and we're really close in some of these. Yeah. Um, Frankie Lee and Judas Priest. It's all yeah. there. Everything. The whole yeah. world is in that song. That was your number three? That was four for me. Four. Top three. Top I'll do three, three for me because we already talked about it for you. Blood. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's no question. Blood, the blood songs, on the tracks. Blood on the tracks. Number three. Number three for me. Uh, no question. The songs are so much bigger than what we have on the record. Even still, the record itself is immaculate. Um, you know, uh, just the, the songwriting that he was displaying there. 
I think, uh, I, and I wanted to talk about this a little bit more on the episode that we, uh, the episodes that we did with Jake and David, but we just went completely to the moon right from minute yeah. one on that episode. Was, so we just like broke <laughs> through the DMT mandala. Yeah, we went we went fourth dimensional, uh, which was great and definitely the right thing to do. Uh, yeah, but everyone everyone knew everyone who's listened to that has come back like with a their third eye like decalcified, yeah, completely awoken. Yeah, they've they've got. Uh, all of their energies firing. Um, but so coming back to the record, I, 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 my, my appreciation for it has grown for the songs that I didn't used to love. I think like, you know, uh, tangled, simple twist of fate, idiot wind, shelter and buckets of rain. Like those are the five for me or have been the five, but coming back to it this time, uh, uh, big girl, uh, you're going to make me lonesome. Really? Even Lily Rosemary and the Jack of hearts. And, um, uh, um, What's the one that I'm forgetting? What's the one that we talked about towards the end where you said it was the Mandela effect? Oh, um... Uh, it's the eighth song on the record. Uh, if you see her, say hello. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just those those are such such fantastic, you know, uh, poems, really. Uh, and musically, I think they're, they're so exciting as well. Um, you're, you're not wrong. All these... I mean, Idiot Wind is like one of the greatest songs ever. Yeah, there's no... Opinion. I mean, you can't. I, like I put it at the 10 as like a spiritual thing. Like it is, uh, you know, just like you can, it's in the top 10. It starts the top 10 cause it is that good. Like, yeah. but I, I just felt like I didn't need to be the one to, uh, point that out. That's right. But I'm, I'm glad you did. That's three for me. Three for you. Um, love and theft. Wow. Okay. Number three, uh, it's, I mean, what it's what is it for you? I'm gonna refrain from from okay. speaking at the moment. Love and theft for me is just uh, I I think it's like, just like I was saying with, good as I've been to you, it's like that's if you want to get to like the essential nature, then listen to that one. But if you want to get to like what is he, at when he's you know just like add a full band to that, add and original songs, but like that level of, uh his later career prowess like this is this is the gold standard for like dylan's late career prowess of original music that's mm. there's no question about that for me yeah. it's so funny all the way through it's so sharp it's like uh it's just terrific and mississippi is just like a perfect perfect song mm. number one of the jokerman 100 at least right now we'll see about the revisited version uh it's yeah love and theft pretty good might say something about that in a little bit uh number two top two here we go for me street legal number two wow number two wow just uh, like these these uh, like it's so i'm i'm always excited to listen to street legal i'm happy for you i mean it's just from beginning to end there isn't a stinker in the bunch the journey that you take from guards to new pony to no time to think to baby stop crying to is your yeah. love in vain. You're right. I mean, and you're right. It, it yeah. It's, it's just, great. it's, it's such, and it's nine songs, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty quick in and out. It doesn't ask a lot from you, uh, but there are really long and dense and, and challenging songs, even within that pretty like approachable package, I would say. No, you're, you're not wrong. It, you it know, honestly, it should have been in my top 10, but I kind of knew you'd put it in yours and I yeah. just, you know how that is. It really is just like, you know, the apotheosis of everything that I want from 
from young Bob, I'll say, um, because my number one is from old Bob, but I'll save that for a moment. Number two for you. John Wesley Harding. All right. No complaints. Just, I mean, come on. It's like there's nothing else like it. And it's like it's completely mysterious in this way that like is almost is basically unrivaled. by Nothing any other is record. revealed. Yeah, it's it says uh, it's just a total like complete triumph in a way that like nobody even asked for. Nobody knew they wanted. Dylan probably didn't even know he wanted to do. It was just like it feels just kind of like a gift unto the world that has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. Completely like unprecedented yeah. album, I would say. Like if, if you listen to Blood on or excuse me, not Blood, uh, if you listen to Blonde on Blonde in nineteen sixty six and someone was like, What do you what do you think Bob Dylan's next album is gonna sound like after this? I don't know what you would say, but it would not be John Wesley Harding. No, Which I mean, I think is. that is a sort of testament to, like, the level of, like, in creative fire he was on when he did Blonde on Blonde, because, like, then the next move being something, it could, it's like it could only have been something this inscrutable and, like, still, like, this powerful. I mean, and I, I pity the poor immigrant is probably, like, I mean, I I think it's one of my fav- very favorite songs. Great song. I The whole record is just, like, it. It's so cool. It's so. What what uh, what more is there to say? Yeah. Subs two number one, for me. Love and theft. You know, I almost had that. I did, yeah. almost have that, and we've talked about love and theft a little bit. The record he was working towards throughout his entire career. It's the apotheosis of everything in terms of songwriting. He's got the band that he finally needs. He's got the studio mastery himself mm-hmm. to be able to make the record sound the way he wants it to without having to bring in a higher gun like Lanois. Yeah. He's just in complete command and control of all of his powers at that moment in time. The art direction is brilliant. Yeah. The, <laughs> the day that it came out in American history is brilliant. Uh-huh. The songs on the record from top to bottom are brilliant. Tweedly D, just an all-time side one, track one, that fade in with that doodly doodly. Yeah, it's just it is, so it's incredible. Just good. like from the first second, like you know you're you're in for it on this. Um, again, almost feels like kind of a chalk pick, like a, pre- a predictable pick at this point. But you know mm, what? Yeah, it's, it's there's no there's no arguing against it. It's love and that, folks. Yeah, it's also the best album cover, um, period. No, yeah. of Dylan, um, which leads me. It, I'm at my I don't even one. know what your number one is. I, I, oh, I, you don't? I'm sure it's going to be obvious once you tell it to me, but I, I, I've been trying to keep track against my list. What do you got? It's triplicate. It cannot be. I'm not even kidding. This was one I was sure of. I'm sure of it. I'm positive. I think it's going to go down in history as like one of the most important like collections of American music of all time. Oh my god! I think that what it represents is like the the deepest searching of of, of his artistic soul. I'm not kidding, and I think that uh like in those songs. 
they all actually like uh they they he, he actually did the thing he was talking about where it's like I would only do these if I could bring something to them. And what you get is everything that we've talked about before. All of these records, like the energy that makes them live, it, it, it gets funneled into these songs that he knows and loves. And they like just glow with that. The whole thing does. And there's so much of it. And uh, I, I really genuinely think that like if I felt that you could you should have seen this coming because I put good as I've been to use so high. But I really, I feel like triplicate. I mean, not for nothing. I also want to point out that I didn't always used to feel this way. And after having uh, gone through something of an emotional upheaval, uh, I was really genuinely moved by mm. the by the record and how every other song, like there's a song about being in love as a positive thing, and uh, then a song about how it hurts, and then a song about how he's so happy and then a song about how he's the opposite. And it really is like relentless. If you were feeling sad, listening to this record is kind of like it, it was kind of crazy to me. Like, cause those songs are all like really powerful about that. The topic of love really. And it just goes back and forth. And it's as if it's saying, I think I said this on the episode we did about it. It feels like through this thing and how long it is. Um, it's and long. How mu- and and how it is long and how much it goes back and forth. How, how, uh, how like relentlessly it explores those emotional, that em- emotional territory of good and bad of like happy and sad. It, um, it's as if he's saying like, this is it. This is what life is. This is what life is about. You get to have these happy moments then there's a bad one. Then you have a happy one. Then there's a bad one. And then in mixed in with that, there's songs that are about something that's not quite about romantic love that are songs that are just about the passage of time or the, or about, uh, something like simple, like, uh, like, uh, there's a flaw in my flu. I guess he has a sad song, <laughs> but, um, I don't know that I, I really genuinely, felt moved by this record in a way that I could never have anticipated. You are, you know, honestly, I gotta, I gotta give you respect. This is such a, this is such an incredible left hand turn right here at the very end when I thought, uh, he's putting blood on the tracks, number 10, he's got time out of mind up there in like top five. It's all pretty like, you know, pretty, pretty normal stuff here. I'm, you know, I, I, I wonder if he's mellowing in his old age and no, he just right here yeah. at the very end, it's just right off the cliff. Like Delman yeah. Lewis. But I, I have to say like, you know, if I have any influence at all, if, which I think I've destroyed by the end of this list, but <laughs> uh, you know, any credibility, I do want to put it toward uh, this because <laughs> I think that like, it's a record that for how, important and good i believe it to be not just what i think but like what i actually believe about it um as like a gesture even the the fact that it is that long everything about its packaging its presentation it feels like a like a totemic thing it's like Mm. it feels so important and i think it gets treated like it is the least important people think of it as if it's like 
a big dump of stuff. And I don't think it is. I think it's actually a huge collection of stuff that he thought about deeply. And that is like, it's harder to come to terms with because it seems like, wait a minute, like, how do I get, how am I supposed to understand that? And I'm telling you, I think I know for me how to understand it is that it's a record that is about life. And so it's big. Beautiful. I'm not, I, I, <laughs> I don't even, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and badger you about it because it's, it's a beautiful choice. Absolutely insane, but beautiful. <laughs> I just, I literally had to go to Twitter a moment ago and say, Evan has just gone so sicko mode in the episode that we're recording that I have to post this tweet right now. Episode coming Thursday. You'll know it when you hear it. So <laughs> there you go, folks. I mean, I feel like I'm revealing myself to like, it's like I believe in um, like the deepest fun, the, the deepest stuff of Scientology. Yeah, yeah. You have you have just proclaimed your allegiance to Zeno. Yeah, I, I have. It's like where to Zimmy <laughs> to Zimmy. <laughs> Z- Zimu. <laughs> but I mean, I don't I'm not even kidding. Like, I just think it's like an important thing. And look at it like. You hold that thing in your hands till no, it's not important. The if you shiny, just like the foil, like a Charizard, all, all you have to do, yeah, exactly, like a Charizard. <laughs> if you have to just, uh, if I mean, if it takes you two and a half years of talking about every single thing Bob Dylan's ever done to get you to, um, just have whatever like small bend in your mind that will eventually crack to make this be what you think, then, um, you know. Just listen to the whole show. I mean, any maybe the people who have listened to the beginning, from the beginning of Jokerman, maybe they'll uh, be receptive to what I'm putting down here. Maybe I can wow. radicalize them. This is incredible. Boy, I wonder what, what we're going to like be saying about Lou and John by the time we get to the end of that. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go even crazier here, just to, just to bring it back to the beginning of this. Uh, you know, I said Dylan from 73, bottom, bottom tier. Least, smallest, mm-hmm. small, imp- not important, because it's a collection of uh, f- studio outtakes of like practice sessions that Dylan just wanted to like do to warm up that were then scraped together and passed off as a record that he had nothing to do with. Yeah, this is this is the opposite, but it's the same thing. It's Dylan doing a million songs that he wants to do mm. and putting to get putting them together in the most thoughtful composed way possible Mm. but it's not his songs it's what he naturally was doing with dylan like you might as well have called there's a reason why it may be like that record actually deserves to be called dylan as a a self-titled record doesn't it sort of make poetic sense that a record of him just warming up just wanting to get in the mood to make music is him playing songs by other people that he connects to. Right. And that is what you get in its most rarefied and beautiful form with triplicate. Psych. (laughs) No, no, I'm kidding. No, I believe it actually to be true. Jokerman. 
Down where the trade winds play Down where you lose the day We found a new world Where paradise starts We traded hearts Way down where the trade winds play Treat 